Stupid Hearts Club is yours to enjoy for free wherever you get your podcasts. But if you've fallen deeply in love with the show, or me, even though that's a bit weird because we've never met, then you might want to consider supporting the show via patreon.com forward slash stupid hearts club for about five or a month you can indulge in your sick little fantasy that i am your very own little audio husband friend without ever having to deal with the fact that in real life i leave socks and half drunk glasses of water everywhere either way i'm very happy you're here so please enjoy the show This episode was recorded while my podcast was still called GSOH. Don't be confused, you're in the right place. GSOH. Good sense of humor. Podcast by Nico by Nico to by Nico Tataravich where he tries with talks to people with talks to people with a good sense of humour, G S O H. Alistair. Hello. Alistair. How are you today, Mr. Griggs? I'm okay. I'm okay. How are you? Okay would be a a, a fucking serious win at this point. <laughs> Just can't be fucking asked. Horrible, isn't it? It's the weather this time. Just, I know yeah. there's always something. I do feel I've got to be careful. I'm not just having people tuning into a show every week and me saying, "Oh, hello, I'm not okay." <laughs> let's just let's just watch a man spiral until he can take no more. But actually, it's just the weather. Oh God! I just really badly want it to be sort of bright and nice and just sort of go out and walk amongst people. Yeah. Just that wetness in the air. Uh, Just that rubbish. That's the sound of the weather. It goes... As, that surprises me that it bothers you because as a, as, a, as a reptilian lizard-like man with no feelings, hmm. isn't the weather just sort of a, a matter of fact? You're just still on a branch sort of licking the air. Or does it actually alter your mood? Mm, no, I, I, I've since I was a child, I've despised the rain, um, but but like quite strongly, like like I've almost find it offensive. <laughs> just yeah. just water uh, I see. being um, poured right. on me without my um, consent. <laughs> I I knew there'd be an angle, and there it is. You feel yeah. like the rain is personally getting in the way. Of your superior superior plans, yeah, and, and and in a way, I also am annoyed that it's allowed to happen. That 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 we don't, as a sort of species, just go. Hang on a minute, this is a bit much. This water pouring on us when we can't 
when we have no say in it, why don't we do something about it? And like what? I know I know there's umbrellas, but it feels <laughs> temporary. Not, it's not a solution, is it? No, it feels like come on, we can deal with this. The same way that I, you know I feel about things like well, death. Really, it's like a bit like well, why why are we putting up with that? Can't we do? <laughs> can't we collectively? <laughs> You know, oh just uh, concentrate on. Like we should be above it, like some it. sort of supreme beam. Yeah, beam well, everyone that... kind of yeah rolls their eyes and goes, "No, oh, well, yeah, what are you going to do?" It's like, well, we should at least try. Let, let's just not. <laughs> what try? Try to stop rain and not die anymore. Yeah, if we can. <laughs> <laughs> just. Oh God. Focus. Focus on. I'm not sure something. focus is going to cut it. If I'm honest. Well, focus and action. It's just collectively, like I just—it's the way we just accept it and just go. Well, that's the way it is. Well, yeah, and you know that you, you get into old age, or you know you hope, mm. and then you die, and and that sort of scene is like, well, yeah, oh, gee, he died at seventy-eight. Oh, that's not bad. I'm like, well, those two things are linked because it is the inevitability of both of them being something that you just don't get a choice in. Yeah. I think that's that is it. that is fucking depressing. Um, don't we need rain? Again, I, I'm not disputing its purpose. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just calling out that it is still an aggravating thing. I, I think if we could find a solution without rain and, and still kind of you know irrigate crops or whatever we yeah. need it well for. we can can't we i mean yeah it's like do we have to maybe we should if do you think we should be able to control where it rains and when and then collect the rain and then use it completely God. And, and there was oh, a man. film it was not very oh, good well it film. must be it possible a... then alistair because no, there's no, been no. a it film a, about it was it, a, it was a <laughs> It was a, <laughs> it wasn't a very good one. I think it was a film. It was a few years ago. Was it called it was Purple Sign- Rain? <laughs> I know that one. Um, it was a music. G- channel, no, it was it? a terrible like sci-fi action film called. I think it's called Geostorm or something. Oh, and yeah. it's about um, a satellite in space which controls weather, but it goes wrong. And I remember watching a bit of it, going, "Well, they were trying to make out in the film that." This is terrible, this ability to play God. And I was thinking, well, no, it's good. You've just mucked up the machine. We're already playing God in loads of ways, aren't we? Hmm. I mean, even the fact that we invented God is is playing God, isn't it? You know what I mean? Like, just by going, oh, by the way, uh, lowly people in this community, there's a God. And And if you don't do... As as he says, and I'm the person in this community that has access to him. So you got to believe me; he's definitely real, and he could kill you all. But you yeah. all have to you all have to do as I. Well, that's already playing God, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, but you're you're playing God. <laughs> there's not that many ways in which we're not playing God on this fucking planet at the moment, really. But we're losing, aren't we? Yeah, because nature and you know the inevitability of like environmental catastrophe and all that. It's just like. Just flicking us to the side like like pathetic ants, isn't it? Oh. You know what I mean? Like, um, there's, there's geostorm. How, um, the, I mean, what the thing with that is? I mean, I'm, I'm being I'm being facetious, but it's like, you know, the worst case scenario in that film is that oh, it's bloody raining. It wasn't supposed to rain today. Yeah, <laughs> like, I think it's um, yeah, it's like the the, the weather the, the satellite goes so wrong, it kind of creates sort of a ice. Would deadly it? ice storms right. in, in okay. Coca Cabana yeah. 
in like places it shouldn't. Yeah. Or, or, yeah. or, or wait for it, a CGI tsunami that knocks half of New York over. Yeah, it's pretty much that. <laughs> There oh my is, God, uh, it's a CGI tsunami, no! Um, there is another quite big film with Dennis Quaid. I mean, what was that? Is that the Day After Tomorrow? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's another one. That's which is like water, isn't it? We should, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, water! People screaming and running away. People from, running yeah. away and the... The CGI artists not quite dealing with the reality of what it would be for people yeah. to be engulfed. It's just like I think it'd probably be sort of like this. Yeah. When when I know not not to not to uh, make light of it, but when we have seen real tsunamis, it's quite a it's quite a dreary event on camera, isn't it? I mean, it's definitely it's definitely like caused absolute untold damage and death. Yeah. But it's not as it's not as impressive visually, is it? It's just no, basically it just looks like uh, junk, doesn't it? It yeah. just looks like a dirty pond, like a, yeah, or a tip which has just yeah. suddenly had a flood, which is now just moving along. Yeah, like washing machines in there. Yeah, you don't get like huge kind of like riptide fucking surfing waves like smashing into the Empire State Building. No, whilst whilst Godzilla and King Kong fight. <laughs> And they try and destroy the sun at the same time in the same film. That's um, a good one. I don't get on that well with those types of films, but I think there's a certain mood when I want to watch something as shit as that and just watch it and just let it unfold. Yeah. Just like I think it's I think it it's not necessarily a good sign when I when I for, for example last like not christmas just gone the one before and we were in our first kind of this is shit covid christmas and like finished work for the year and it was like right well this is it then like the holiday is it's just me under a blanket with the telly this is going to be rubbish the first thing that i did was put contagion on oh and everyone was saying like you know there was an irony wasn't there like on social media that contagion was as sort of benefited from everyone watching it because it's sort of prescient if that's the right word yeah um but i i i don't know like it, there was almost like a macabre thing that was like right come on then let's <laughs> let's let's see how this this you know could or may play out yeah. weirdly it cheered me up <laughs> i don't know if that's what the outtake of contagion was intended to be because they weren't really expecting us to be watching it in a real pandemic but even in Contagion, it was like it was all done in two hours. So it was like, yeah, you know, like by by the time you get to the bit where people are in foil cloaks and they're queuing up for their vaccines, in the film, it was like, yeah, there's a vaccine. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. But in real life, it's a bit like, guys, there's a vaccine. But we won't get into we won't get into the politics of that. We've already everyone's bored, fucking shitless. I sort of don't care anymore. Oh, we did. We did. It's given up. Just don't just, fucking care anymore. Just like, and not in a way like as in like yeah, it's a load of rubbish anyway. I think it just proves the human ability, the, the apathy deep down is what we actually run to. Not to depress everyone, but right now we we're possibly right you know like that you get that occasionally you get that thing where the date is like a palindrome or whatever and it's like mm. oh my god for the first time today on news round it'd be like the date yeah. is going to be the mirror image of the date 
uh, <laughs> it's because it's the 20th of 02, 2002. I don't know, I don't know what I'm saying, but you know what I mean. Um, right now, today, or this weekend, we've we've got like existential climate chaos, mad storm in a pandemic just before World War Three. <laughs> That's fucking like, you know, disaster bingo, isn't it? Yeah, yeah we got them all. We got them all. Yeah, and I'm st- and I'm still here. And my reaction yeah. to all of it is just to be, it's just to go. Oh God, here we go. Yeah, that's it. I don't what? know what to do. What, what, what am I expected of me? What's expected of me? Well, all that's expected of you is to have the common sense to stay off the roads or the trains. Oh, network. no. That, 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 I, I can't. Oh, do you know what? I've got a feeling that I'm going to end up being a sort of footnote in the in the metro. Oh. About like a man. <laughs> it's always that thing of oh, like a. God. Oh, it's like God, yeah. you know. It says like forty-five-year-old Roger yeah. Yeah. Woodsman from Hereford yeah. was Swept accidentally into the sea, like an idiot. Yeah, it's that, and you just and it's just that. It's like one little thing, and it always says like God. a person is, and I and I know that sounds horrible, but yeah, it's that sort of grim like. Uh, oh, it's yeah, just the meaningless of it all, isn't it? Just the yeah, random. Yeah, there's just one. One person was hit by a flying tile and you just go oh. oh god yeah like a shed went through a man like <laughs> to be there <laughs> walking home i saw i saw on friday like when it was really whipping up and it was quite dramatic and i got fuck I had, to, I had to leave my house and it was like almost exciting because it was like the news is going and the government are asking people not to travel under any circumstances. And then I got an email saying, have you printed that thing out? And it was like, oh, shit, my printer's in my office. <laughs> and so, like, cut to me sort of like sort of like leaning into the wind trying to get into my car. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, getting over there, like, buckets of water being thrown at the car. Like, ah, ah. Trees coming down just, just to print a form out because someone needed it. And, uh... And then I, uh, so I got to, which is the next, oh, oh, I've given away. All right, that doesn't give away. I, I've made that up. Oh, God, I don't know what to do. I, I, I don't <laughs> say where I live. Maybe I live near Washington. Oh, fucking hell, shut yeah. Anyway, whatever. So I saw something that I've seen on every dangerous bad weather day that there's ever been. And it was a stupid old man on a bicycle. <laughs> It's that. That's what I I'm talking about. I've seen him. I've seen him every single time the weather's been bad enough that the government are like, oh. basically, you going outside or doing anything is you being a burden. Like you know, fair yeah. play. I was out. I was kind of taking a bit of a risk, but I was in a, I was in a, a small SUV. <laughs> you know, to go to go on a bicycle, yeah. in 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 a fucking. Massive storm, especially when it's wind, where where you know you can't determine your path, sir. (laughs) Yeah, and and the thing is, if he's killed, then they'd still say like, oh, it was a tragedy, and it's not a tragedy. (laughs) It's because tragedy is when it's um, usually unforeseen or or really act of God. This was kind of, it's like I yeah, I would be so embarrassed if I was hit by a flying bin or something I, I, I you just know that mm. the people who suffer that 
when they get hit and when the ambulance comes, they are just cringing inside, going, oh, no. Not only am I dying, but I'm also be, a wally. To be killed by a tree is just the pe- The worst people That's for all this are potholers. You, pot, you, potholers, whatever you call them. People that... Cavers, you know, people that go oh, to the God. hardest to to reach places in all of humanity, and then go, oh, oh I'm stuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, could, oh I just uh, haven't got a signal. My distress, yeah. my distress signal. Could someone send thirty brave men to and, and then to, to all risk their lives? Yeah, and, I just yeah. wanted to know what it might be like deep in this cave. <laughs> what, what do you think it's going to be like? And then the, the worst part is then they're treated like heroes if they let not them. They should be they should be mocked. Oh, they're kind yeah, of lauded. Should, oh, he, should, he should be put in prison for it. Like right, you survived. But you've got how to go many and times that, that? In fact, the the the. Uh, they should. What they should do is, when someone's stuck in a cave, there should be a court case outside, <laughs> with the public and the press and and like lawyers on behalf of the person who's trapped and whatever, for a judge to decide whether or not to just leave them there. Yeah, fill in the cave. Yes, <laughs> fill it in. Yeah, fill All it right, in with stupid. with signs and photographs of that man. Yeah. Like, yeah, let let this man's face be a warning to you all. Oh, yeah. I mean, and then, uh, I get yeah. that. On one hand. Like kind of uh, what is it called? paleontology and archaeology and what's the other one? Uh, oh fucking hell! Anthropology. Yeah. Massively um, benefit from people finding stuff in caves and by digging, but mm. you know, just a bit of fucking common sense and think mm. about other people. If if it's going to take a Saint Bernard, <laughs> especially trained, especially trained Saint Bernard with a small barrel of brandy. <laughs> if that's what you're relying on to get you out of somewhere, then I think you're basically uh, you're waste you're waste you're it's very arrogant act that that's wasting yeah. resources. It's just let's assume there's probably there probably is some old stuff buried deep in that cave, but you know best best case scenario you come out of there with with another yet another fossil. <laughs> yeah, great. That's what we needed. Yay. Yeah. Like oh no. But then that's the same of anyone doing anything, you know, like... Risk-averse. Yeah, it's like, um, apparently, if you climb Everest, then on the way up, you see plenty of people who haven't made it. It's really quite macabre scenes. Yeah. And they can't do anything. They have to sort of just leave them. And then you're going, and you're going, well, inside you'll be going, well, not me. Bloody well could be. And then what? And then you'll be there going, help us. (laughs) And it's that that thing as well of like, almost like the fallen are spurring us on. Yeah. It's like, well, aren't they, or are they saying, (laughs) don't do this. Don't fucking do this. This is really fucking dangerous and stupid. And there is no... There is no nice end to it. Well, it's like it reminds me of another film. Do you remember? Have you ever seen a film? It's years, years ago. A film called The Perfect Storm. I'm not it's sure. It's with George Clooney and, and Mark Wahlberg, and it's about it's a real life thing. It's about a group of fishermen who went out and they were stuck in the worst storm in the sea ever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so it's big again. It's CG, loads of CGI water. Yeah. 
and it's the tragic tale because these seven sailors, they all died, which is sad in a way. But the reason they went out and they were told, they were saying, it's, it's really dangerous, you shouldn't do it. But there's these scenes where they're going, but Captain, like, uh, I've got to make the money. And, and basically they try and hide the fact that they just sailed out there because they were like, but we can make more money. That's it. <laughs> oh, but if we God. go out there and get these fish, we can make thousands more dollars. And they try to skirt around that, but that's I, I just went, well, oh, I know it's, it's bad, but like, bloody Wahlberg, hell, guys. Wahlberg, Clooney, John C. Riley. Yeah, it's not bad movie, but they really kind of go... This, this feels like one of these things where... If, if, I'm saying this, mm. and imagine if this was a really like kind of Joe Rogan level yeah. podcast, and then yeah. the families of that they were going, we would like to, Alistair well. Griggs should apologise, <laughs> and I'll be right. there going, look, I'm sorry, I'm just one day, Griggs, one day, yeah, yeah, and then this is going to all destroy us, everything we're saying, we are. A um, oh, no. couple of facts for you about the Perfect Storm released yeah. in July 2000. Um, features the song "Yours Forever," and it it the bo- at box office. Uh, I just fucking the 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 numbers the, the money in movies just mind boggling. It's a six point mm. four on IMDb, forty seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes, fifty nine percent on Metacritic. Right. <clears throat> um, it it made three hundred and twenty eight million pounds at the box. <laughs> Yeah, I can't get my head around the numbers anymore with films. I, th- I think that was a, an era of filmmaking, and it's gone now, where um, those kind of films, which aren't super budget, but they were significant budgets, so kind of mid-size, I think they're called, could make loads of money, because more people went to the cinema, whereas now it's like the Marvels and Star Wars. Yeah. And it's like that, that film would be on Netflix now. It would just be ne- a Netflix movie. So you reckon like, that the sort of the the CGI era was just shitting out films like that because yeah, there's there's loads of those and you go. I, yeah, do you know you what? Like part, I think you're right. Part of it was as well, right? The technology's now gone up a bit so that when 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 water hits the Empire State Building, mm. it won't be there won't be a bit of you going. Oh, I can tell this is a small model because the droplets of the water are. Are bigger than they would be, yeah. <laughs> like, and, and you could just totally see this, like movies from the sixties and seventies, where yeah. it's like. To be fair, they did they did a pretty good job with stuff like, uh, like in in stuff like Superman, mm. but the uh, the and, and actually to see those effects, to see footage of those effects that they used in the old days where they build brilliant models. I mean, it was yeah. it was an amazing. It was more of a craft to it in a way. But, yeah, but it's just that you'd watch it and you kind of know it's a toy car. Look how big the droplets are. <laughs> like the sort of the first plume of smoke would just look like the size of like a matchstick in like an inferno, you know. But 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 then when so they started making movies once they discovered they could do these like amazing effects. But but for me it was always like uh, I just know I'm watching a great big image made on a computer now. So I almost respected. The little model a bit more. Yeah. Oh, now it's just a wash. It kind of just washes over you. It's like I I watched um, and I had to give up uh, forty minutes of the Eternals, 
that one of the new Marvel films. Oh, yeah. And I was just going like, oh. it, it was a bit dreary. But then even the action just felt, because mm. now it's that thing like, because now anything is possible. Mm. It's just sort of meaningless. Everything feels weightless. It's like he smashes into him and they fly through a hundred buildings and then he laser blasts him and then they crash and, and you, you're just going, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Even though the poor technical guys, they're going, oh, my God. Oh, I mean, the work, when you see the credits at it's the end of the, one of their Marvel maths. films, it goes on for about 20 minutes. There's literally thousands of people yeah. involved and... I think you know, like I, I basically, my son has sort of converted me into sort of half a comic head now, because he's made me watch so much of it, right? Yeah, that, that I was really like, literally, it was like matchsticks in the eyes, trying to act like I give a shit with like what what Captain Marvel films this, <laughs> you know, like just not asked whatsoever. <laughs> but then the storytelling and the intertwining and all that became so elaborate. I know, and then and then yeah. the, and then actually, and it, I don't know why it took so long for someone to figure this out, but then they made the scripts so much better, you know, like and yeah. To be fair, that was like on a comic level because as a comedy writer, suddenly those few Marvel films that suddenly went really funny, like Ragnarok and uh, starting with Guardians of the Galaxy, it was yeah. a bit of a game changer. It just it just meant it was less tedious watching. Completely watching the sort of supposed world, uh, you know, rules of a universe. Um, you know, having to give a shit about the pretend science and all that just really fucking helped it along when they made it funny. But then you go, well, you can't just have oh, it yeah. as that all the time. So, like, it'll be interesting actually no. to see. I don't know if it's out yet. Maybe you know, is the Batman out yet? Uh, no, it's out in a couple of weeks. Right. Well, I'm I'm, I'm um, guessing that's going to be pretty dark. March fourth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. I've just seen the trailer, and it's. I think it's. Yeah, it won't be for kids. Well, that's a bit weird, and which it? is a bit gonna, of a they, shame. Well, they're going to want to see it, aren't they? So they're basically going to watch something horrible, aren't they? That's that's how that's going to play out. Yeah. Lots but of. But then parents. I remember my um. When. Go on. No, 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 no. Go on. You remember? I think we were overlapping there. Um, Batman Returns was my first ever film. I went to the cinema and like I lied about my age. Oh. I think it was a it was a twelve, which doesn't exist anymore as a certification. And I was nine, <laughs> and I and, the, and and I went up and I said, "Hello, can I have one for Batman Returns, please?" And the lady said, "Are you 12? And I said, "Yes." <laughs> Yes. Right. I'm, I'm 12. My name I'm is 12. Robert yeah. Smith. I'm, I'm 12. We got, I got in and I was like, yes. Yeah, it's a fucking buzz, isn't it? It's the first sort of, uh, it's your first life experience of blagging it. Yeah. I ne- I'm never comfortable hand. doing that. I mean, I know some people uh, sort of just got that audacious thing. Even though I'm, I can hold my own in a silly situation like even doing things like we've talked about before but we've done like prank shows and stuff and had Mm. to hold my own and keep a straight face and do weird stuff but then i'm but then someone else is sort of controlling you when you do that you've got a little earpiece in and they're telling you what to do just do it like an idiot but with lying i just fucking i just doesn't come doesn't come naturally to me at all 
Yeah. I can remember. I me I I got into the nineteen eighty nine Batman ahead of my ahead of time. I think. No, I wasn't far off actually. That was fucking exciting when that first came out. Yeah, the, first, the Jack Nicholson one. Yeah, and yeah, it stands up as well. That's a great yeah. film. And my little boy likes watching that, even though it's pretty out of date and the the effects aren't as good. It's mm. he knows he knows that it stands up because of the quality mm. of Keaton and Nicholson. It's just fucking really good. In fact, I'll be I'll be up for that. I'll be going to see that with the lad. The yeah, Batman. It's all right, yeah. But I love the way they have to go. Oh, fuck! What's the angle now? <laughs> and it's like, well, well, you know, like we'll get yet another. It almost feels like it's they're a bit too all. They're all a bit too near each other. These films. Someone should. Someone like Christopher Reeve was Superman in people's minds for decades, and yeah. then and then they got that other guy to do Superman Returns. Oh, I thought did a good job, but in a quite a weak film. Mm. But I, he, I didn't mind that movie. Yeah, he he, he looked. I just didn't like. I didn't like the, the the existential threat bit. The kind of island that they built out of kryptonite was a bit shit for me. But oh, I quite like that. I thought that was quite an interesting idea. And uh, obviously, um, what's his chops? The baddie, Spacey. Kev, Spacey is a very good leery baddie. But obviously, it wasn't mm. that long after that that you realised that he was actually uh, yeah, um, it was a leery baddie, a leery. <laughs> fucking like grabby pervert yeah but now if you watch it Shame. i know like there there are certain there are things out there that people uh, have a little moral battle with about whether or not they still want to watch actually this happened to me last night and and i, I didn't turn it off because it just seemed ridiculous it's so long ago but i put naked gun on which oh, was really yeah. funny i forgot and then suddenly you're just laughing and then it was it was like oj simpson I was like, "Fuck, that's mad!" Like, it's this like madcap funny movie, yeah. And then like the famous funny man was in it, but then you're like, "Holy shit!" Literally fucking murdered his wife and got away with it. That's a bit dark. Yeah. yeah. But but everyone's got their own uh, way of dealing with those uh, those things. For me, like, I wouldn't turn a movie off because it's got Spacey in it. But it's almost because like. He's not like the lead. It's not his movie. He's like mm. he's usually like a big part of a movie, but I wouldn't I wouldn't turn a movie off with space in it. But I do because he usually plays a twat. It kind of like almost adds to it. Like you can't. Yeah. But, um, I sort of I couldn't in all honesty at the moment. I wouldn't put uh, my favorite Woody Allen films on because it's now too awkward seeing him work through all those problems in the films where he's he's basically just obsessed with like young girls it's just a bit yeah. too i mean i know to some people that's not conclusive the woody allen stuff um for me it was quite conclusive after seeing the documentary where his actual daughter describes what happened to her i find it i find it a bit much that people can argue with that but lots of the people, one made by um Roman Farrow. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, it was on Sky, and Sin- I know it's Sinatra's like, son. I mean, it's you know, it's it's all 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 of that story is. It's always like someone from each from from whatever side of that fence, and it's like all of them are doing their own versions of what happened and whatever. But I don't know. I personally just fucking watch a woman crying about something that happened to her. It's a little bit much to go. Oh yeah, yeah. but I mean, what was. I didn't believe Mia Farrow when this happened. It's like, how the fuck do I know? Just like, 
you know, fucking hell, like, when people get talked about for this long as being dodgy, there's usually something fucking going on, isn't there? Yeah. Sadly. But um, on another level, um, yeah, like, Spacey and people like that, uh, I don't know. Do you do you have any do you have any culture that you sort of turn away from because someone's let you down somehow? Um, Can't see it to be honest. But. No, no, yeah. I, I don't. I used to really, as a kid, like Michael Jackson. Oh, right, before I, I this before I um, Went to discovered I wasn't really into music, so I was probably about five or six, oh, and I liked. Michael Jackson and now I still do but some people it's weird because some people will be like oh no t- turn this off and I'm like but can't you just extrapolate the two things I can't I, just, I absolutely really, I, I adored just him like, um, I was young and I was one of those kids who wanted the fucking jacket and would dance and fucking had like slip on shoes and white socks and would move the sofa and like do the do the thriller dance to, for me nan <laughs> I remember once uh <laughs> My my mum, we, we'd moved from where my nan lives, but, but my mum needed me to be looked after, so I was put in a cab to, that went right across Manchester to my nan's, and I was mm. I was basically wearing the outfit from the Billie Jean video, <laughs> including That's the amazing. trilby, red red dicky bow, like, whatever shirt, and like uh, a black suit jacket with my sleeves rolled up, and when I got to my nan's, like I had my video with me to, to put on at hers, so I could show her because I could do all the spins and all that. Not yeah. a bad little mover, Alistair. I, well, hard that's to, weird, I know that's hard to imagine now, but I yeah. uh, I was quite a good little dancer. Funnily enough, I, on a family holiday to Spain, was sort of um, spotted, not as in talent spotted, but everyone noticed me on the dance floor for the exact same thing, for my Michael really? Jackson moves. What? Yeah. This is... Yeah. This is this is news, and, considering. And I do the um, for anyone kick. who's not for anyone who's not heard Griggs before. A key podcast Griggs moment happened in a first podcast that we did uh, a few years ago when we were talking to Alice Lowe, and Alistair revealed that he doesn't really like music because he can't see the point in collecting sound, and there's only one song that he likes, which is um, uh, "Automatic" by the Pointer Sisters. Unbelievable. And there it is, but because you are so sort of anti the feeling of music what would it mm. what was going on then that made you like cuz dancing is the most joyous expression of music yeah i think i hadn't i think just i hadn't hardened up cynically i think i was just a bit more pure <laughs> um, and well, so and i was very say, good i could yeah. do the um kick you know the the, the front it's sort of like a a spasmodic oh. kick he does yeah um, I could do that, and I deploy that frequently, and impress people. And I do remember; I can see myself right now. Uh, we're oh, right, quite... like almost like a step, but a kick. Yeah, it's not not unlike the crane kick, but without the ar- arms in the air. Yeah, uh, he, he, you know the one. He like flicks his leg, yeah, that yeah, kind yeah. of, uh, and then sets. And, and the, the end point of that is standing with your legs quite wide apart. Yeah, like bum bum. I do that. And then moonwalk, but not very well. Not very well. I'm better now. I can actually do it. Not bad now. So hang on a minute. So now you're you're hardened and cynical. But Mm. how are you on top of where you're up to with the moonwalk? Well, I learnt it about 
Mm, hang on. I learned it about 19 years ago. Um... <laughs> yeah, but I mean, what do you do? Do you like check in every now and again? Um, I've not done it in a while, but I remember I was ta- taught it by someone, mm. and then I, I, I really wanted to learn it because I think I just approached it as like it was like acquiring a skill. Well, and so, um, <laughs> and so I am. Um... It is. It's. A, I reckon it's a. Pr- it's a bit of a life skill. Like if mm. we run out of other ways to judge people when we decide who who's allowed to stay on Earth when environmental disaster, and we're going. Oh God! Like you know, we've got we've done left handed and that didn't work out, and we've got. Like we we we're we're not doing anything. It's a complete free for all yeah. with with uh, ethnicity, gender, all that. Like because we need representation from everyone, but we're running out of reasons to cramp. How do we decide? Uh, and then and then like the head of the of the of the of the Universal <laughs> Council goes, how about we see who can do the moonwalk? <laughs> and I go, and, and, I go yes. Yeah, and across that, you know, you remember that that um big sort of um, parliament that they've got in in uh, the prequels of Star Wars where yes. there's that huge like <laughs> arena it's just like just like all different creatures going oh, oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah baby moonwalk you're in or you're out baby yeah and I'm like oh yes maybe it's it's the it's the what it's the clearest sign of whether someone has got some form of soul in them maybe mm. this is this is your this is your like this is your like, um, like it's the glimmer of light to me. This, yes, but, but I don't. It's weird because I, do, I, do, I probably see it more of just a technical ability with my feet. That's what it is, <laughs> well, isn't it? But I guess the, <laughs> yeah, the difference between the, maybe maybe the difference between like Griggs moonwalk and everyone else moonwalk is when I think I hope I can still do the moonwalk. Check it out. Then the the point of doing that is to bust it out at the appropriate social moment mm. because um it, it it's a high value skill you know and people like yeah. people like clap and then you've you've had a moment and everyone's like oh do you remember that night and we it was such and such his 40th and fucking nico did the moonwalk and span round and whatever but you're just like i must i must maintain the skill yeah. it is not the, for the, the benefit the of other eyes yeah what i learned is the key is to animate your torso quite a lot so that you actually pull the eyes up towards your face and chest um other people as in people looking what you what what kind of movements (laughs) because well well, lots of people do things like um, they pretend they're pulling a rope those kind of things help it helps sell the illusion but it also means that they're not so focused on your feet because as well, if you if you're too I mean, focused on is, your foot, it's quite heavily foot based in terms of. Yes, but the thing is that the the foot movement is very um, mechanical. Yeah. It's you're just doing a certain thing. It's just it's just a pivoting action, and then and then once you've got that down, then the upper half of your body can kind of um, play around and experiment. I've got to with say, different things. I've got to say that the original first performance when he did the Motown awards yes. or whatever, like like. It's like the only time anyone's ever mentioned the Motown Awards, whatever was going on, and he came on and he did it that night with the with the black slip on shoes, yeah. And his, yeah, both both his goes at doing the moon, and they're only very brief. When you look at it, he only does like three, four, maybe yeah, four maximum, four, five. I'd be surprised if it's five, but everyone's like, "What the fuck was that?" Yeah. Bearing in mind, it was in the era of body popping, where there was a lot of footage going around, a lot of films, and a lot of, 
you know, it was a massive craze, people learning robotic moves. Yeah. Like, that was just fucking streets ahead. So, like, you know, I can doff my cap to that move, but personally, I mean, uh, maybe I'm at a point where, like, this is, this is like, like I said, everyone's got their own system. My Jackson system goes like this. The older the music is, the, the sort of more comfortable I am, because I feel like, I know that we don't have any proof of, like, when he yeah. started being a fucking, you know, abusive. Bad man, Assuming yeah. he was, which I believe he was. Yes. Um, when you see, like, the Jackson 5 and stuff, and, like, early stuff, you kind of think, oh, God, cause it, can, can it still be that he was innocent then? And it's sort of the best music as well. It's Jackson 5 and Off the Wall and all that. But by the time you get up to Thriller and Beyond... I he's think, in it. Yeah, yeah. He's, you know. Uh, to be fair, so when when you buy a mansion, you call it Neverland, and you have a pizza <laughs> pantry. I mean, oh. it just shows what a naive naive culture we were. Just because, like, obviously there were lots of people saying he was weird, but that's all they were saying. They were just saying yeah. oh, he's a fucking wacko jacko and all that. Like, it all people were saying. All the language people had is either you were normal or mad. Yeah. No one went like. No one knew what dysfunction was, did they? But yeah, personally, like, if I'm, if I if I was, if the mu- if his music just came on shuffle, on my on my iPad or whatever, on my i, you know, whatever fucking Spotify, I'd probably be like instinctively enjoying the music, and then throughout the duration of the song, a creeping feeling comes in. I just think, oh, just yeah. feel a bit sick now. Then I just fucking shuffle it off, but. I'm not going to be a hypocrite. I've listened to the odd track. Uh, I just feel very sad about the whole thing because he was, as is often the case with a lot of people who are an uh, extreme end of fame or the extreme end of genius, there is quite often a fucking, an exact, sort of like their their shadow is is as large as their their star, if you like. It's fucking weird, isn't it? Yeah, it's horrible. Really weird. It's bloody horrible. But let's not yeah. dwell on um, Michael Jackson. Rhythmic nonces. Rhythmic, let's, yeah. Let's move on. <laughs> Alistair. Yeah. Um, I don't know what else to talk about. I was going to say, um, you, you mentioned films. I, I, I Did I tell you I, I used to work in a cinema when I was 18? <laughs> did you? Yeah, just before I went to university. Right. And um, that was strange. I've I've never done that before. But I remember at the time really being into it. Were you I... wearing a little monkey's hat and holding the ice creams? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you want. Well, no, the thing is, there was a uniform um, which I wore, and I worked in all the different sectors. I worked in the, the box office. I worked in the um, in the concessions. Mm-hmm. And um, but the one the thing is you you notice things when you're behind the scenes like uh, like clearing up after screen screenings was horrible really like kids Toy Story two was yeah. the film which was big at the time and um, the popcorn was like on the ceiling <laughs> and I had to get it off 
And I had to with like what with a brush with a brush, and I'd have to stand on the chairs and whack the popcorn off. <laughs> and this this is me. I'm quite tall, but I'm at full stretch. Well, I mean, it was quite dangerous. That's, that's, that's uh, was it like a special rod? Is there a popcorn rod? No, it was it was literally just the broom, and you'd hit it, and you'd have to be very quick because there were fast turnarounds. And um, one time. <laughs> The worst thing, though. But the thing is, this is weird. On my last week, I remember... This is funny. There was one guy who worked there. He was the deputy manager. And he said, uh, The Lord of the Rings was the film coming out in like a few months mm. for Christmas time. And we were chatting about it. And he was convinced. He was like, It's going to be a complete flop. And those, I always think back to that. I'm thinking, those films became enormous. They were fucking But huge, um, there was one, one thing. was a... Uh, during the Toy Story time, um, one kid obviously ate too much and um, was sick in the foyer, and all the other people were, all the other staff were like, "Oh, it's disgusting! I'm not touching it." And yeah. and then I and I sort I I <laughs> no <laughs> weirdly I um saw what you need to do when you, to clean up vomit. And I volunteered to do it because it's like you have to don a hazmat suit. And I actually found it quite exciting. Oh, God almighty. This is, here we are back. We're back on, we're back on target. Just when we were worried that you had a soul and you were a, a, a little dancer that, that liked rhythm, you have revealed yourself once again to just be a machine that can be sent to do yeah. anything. <laughs> <laughs> But but the th yeah. Is but, it, what's exciting about cleaning up some sick? Because I didn't. Because first of all, you saw the vomit and everyone was like gross. But then the manager said, "Well, someone's got to clean it up," and they, they get to wear the suit. And I was like, "The suit." The suit, you say? And then they, <laughs> and then they showed me the suit, and I was like, "Well, I'll do it." And it's quite cool. You have to put on a sort of like PVC, um, like a chemical suit, mm -hmm. and then you. Put like the mask on, and, and and then and then you use a kind of a chemical, like um, you fight, you um, spread it over the of, over the sick, and it turns it into a kind of like jelly-like substance, oh, which means it's easy so then sorry. to brush away. I'm so sorry, everyone. <laughs> so wait, when you say a chemical, do you mean like a spray or? No, it was like a kind of powder, which you'd you'd rip open the pouch and you'd pour it over the sick, and it would turn it into like a jelly. And then once you'd done that, <laughs> you could easily so just hoover it. This is so bad. Oh, putting sick in the hoover. This is fucking awful. The only but, thing that, the I, only way that I'd be all right with that is if there was some product that sort of freezes it or turns it like into sort of dust so it isn't what it was. It was no. Yeah, I know me. it, it was bad. That is not my but... kind of job. I thought they I was used sand, it. or is that is that because it was carpet? Why are we it, talking it was... about this? <laughs> I can just imagine you clocking onto your next shift, saying, um, uh, "Hello, uh, Janine. Would it be all right if I just wore the suit for my entire shift, please?" <laughs> it just gives me a sense of uh, adventure and superiority amongst the others, and I also like the sort of small amount of fear it possibly instills in some of these children. Might make them less likely to be sick. Yeah, it was good. Did you feel like uh, one of the guys that's come to collect ET? That's your... exactly what I felt like, like that. 
those scientists, yeah. But they were only trying to better humanity. <laughs> the thing is... <laughs> In your own way, the, Alistair, the, you were trying to better humanity by, by yeah. being able to remove the... Uh, I don't know, the grossness, if there's a better the scientific word than grossness... From a gross incident, I think it's I think it's uh, to your credit that you stepped up. Like again, I don't want to go into like horrible things, but one of the reasons, probably the reason, why I won't get a dog, because I could see the value in me having a little dog as a mate, mm. but I just don't deal very well with handling the fecal matter. Mm. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well. One that, was, that was me in the cinema. Okay, I know. I can't believe this. This just says it all. Actually, oh, what could we talk about? What? Well, I don't really know what to say. But we're, we're like, there's almost certainly going to be the biggest war in Europe since 1945, in a matter of days. Like oh. they're making it sound like it's a like it's an inevitability now, and. I don't know about you, but I I think a lot of people are not computing it because it's we're used to conflicts being on the news. We sort of know that there was a mini version of a conflict in in the last fifteen years, whatever you've had. Like Russia went into Georgia, and that was quite quick. And mm. then they did. Then there was East Ukraine, Crimea, and it happened, but it was never covered. I think that's the thing. It doesn't get covered in the same way as war that we're in. Yeah. You know, like when it's the Gulf War and like it's burned into your mind like those times where it was like and it's happened, you know, here's here's our our fucking soldiers going into this situation and here's the first rocket's been fired and it's just like the element of risk is is huge. This feels somewhere in the middle for me because I I I don't I think that even though it is a, it's a big deal possibly is it gonna? Is it gonna take a lot? Is it gonna be like everyone's kind of hoping they can defend themselves, but they won't, and Russia will probably win, and then there'll be a change to a map, and it'll all be like different in like two weeks? Or do you think there's like something filthy coming? I, what do you reckon? I think probably the former. Um, I mean, I'm not. <laughs> we speak live to Alistair Griggs, a geopolitical commentator. I'm, I, I'm not too sure, but I think that. Uh, yeah, it sounds like it was gonna it's gonna happen. And I don't think anything can be done on the West because the crucially, unlike the Gulf War and the Iraq War, they those were wars effectively against weak enemies. This is this is the big one. Well, I mean, well, the, well how I don't know, I actually well, I've seen maps, I can see how much bigger Russia is than the Ukraine, but how in what way is it not a weak enemy? Because it's Russia. Because well, first of all, because oh think right, the, you mean it, uh, in terms of them being our enemy, right? Yeah, right, it, the, the nuclear, well, the nuclear power. Yeah. Um, their resources are enormous in terms of their army, and yeah. there's like yeah, some like hundred thousand troops on that country, and I just think they're just gonna go in, take it, take over the government, and then <laughs> suddenly the message will be, we're having a great time in Ukraine. Leave, everyone, leave now. <laughs> You know, yeah, just when you like, think about so the fact that it was like it is our moral duty, you know all the all the stuff mm. that was that was you know t 
given us reasons to intervene in the Middle East. Um, you know, it is our moral duty to, you know, well, that's my Tony Blair for you. There you it's go. You can have that. Um, um, she was the people's princess. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it was like those people in Kuwait need us was was what the what the government and what the news said and we got involved because like Saddam Hussein is has has decided he's broken the law and we've told him he mustn't do this and yeah no we're all going to go in like the whole all of the western world are going to get involved mm. uh and I can remember there being a I mean it's it's a it's an obvious stance but it's obviously to do with oil uh everyone rushed in there to uh, it's more about interests than it is about the, the actual country, and it, you know what I mean. Mm. And, and uh, yeah, that moral obligation. I mean, to be fair, the one where we we had no skin in the game, but morally it was a bit slow. But the West and NATO did get involved in Yugoslavia, didn't they? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that probably shortened that, right? But it got pretty fucking bad before anyone did anything, didn't it? Like it was yeah. like, yeah, that was so minging. Like, don't want to dwell on it, but. You know, you were you. You know, I'm assuming months and months that was going on, uh, and it was pretty much you two moaning about it that yeah. until until all the politicians were embarrassed enough that they had to do something about it. <laughs> Maybe you two is the answer. Yeah, I think Bono can sort this one out. Drop him in. Do pop stars still have war? You know, like <laughs> yeah, pull. Do they have any pull on the front lines? Because it, it used to be a bit of a thing, doesn't it? I don't know. Like, the, it, fe- it seems to me the most the most outspoken, moral, famous person, and and I I like him enough to think that he means it. Is is Leonardo DiCaprio? He's, yeah, uh, he seems like he's got his got his uh, fucking shit lined up the right way. Maybe he can sort it out. But um, slightly controversially. Mm. Um, I know that, like, when we have our vile sort of conversations, um, there's something terrifying. And actually, this goes back to me watching second, lots of Second World War stuff. Which, whenever I'm watching a war documentary, I'll let everyone in on this one. Whenever I'm watching, I watch war stuff sometimes, and then when I see the sort of the coldness of those machines that that swing into action in wars and in regimes and all the rest of it. Um, I always think of Griggs um, because we have a running joke of me mm. being this evil commandant and leader that is um, kind of brainwashed Alistair to carry out atrocities on my behalf mm. while I sort of sit sipping sherry somewhere. And, and, and we always have a laugh with that. So whenever I'm watching war stuff, we end up having quite a horrible, grisly text chat, don't we? And, um, yeah. What I'm getting to is that absolutely from the Second World War onwards, it sort of felt like Russia are without doubt the hardest ones. Mm. Like they are terrifying and magnificent, if that's the right word. Like, yeah. And it's not like I want them to do what they're doing and I don't want them to win or hurt anyone in uh, Ukraine. I think it's fucking outrageous. But basically without america fuck me would russia just fucking flick us away wouldn't they yeah they're just absolute power i mean i mean they've got 150 or more thousand troops just around ukraine at the moment right just to yeah. just to start this shit off our entire army's about 100,000 isn't it 
Yeah. So if Russia decided, you know, I'm becoming tired of this British bullshit, they could just completely fucking flatten us. Yeah. I mean, I know we're a nuclear power, but I mean, in terms of <laughs> if it if if it, if we were getting it on on the battlefield, they would fucking absolutely muller us, wouldn't they? Yeah. And, then, and just to see like Johnson there, and it's just like, oh god, it's embarrassing him just. Oh, especially at the just moment, you know, Britain being. Like, he would have been weird, thinking weird. as well, you know, one day, you know, the time might come where there's like a geopolitical emergency and I'll get my Churchill mm. moment up against, you know, shoulder to shoulder with the big nations and all the rest of it. But he's like literally in the middle of being investigated for having parties <laughs> and telling porky pies. And there's something as serious as that going on. He just looks like an absolute fucking wally, doesn't he? And that. Yeah. You know, regardless of what your politics is, anyone listening, I just think we do look. We as a nation, I think we do. We look really foolish. The last, the last, in the last decade, our fucking stock has. You know. Yeah, we're just so small. Kind of from That's Tony. We just look so after small Tony Blair. And silly. After yeah. Tony, I mean, I I didn't like Cameron, or no, and I've never voted Tory, but Cameron did sort of look like a prime minister. Yeah, I think the thing with Cameron is that. He, I think he, deep down, wanted to do well. With, with Johnson, I feel like it's all just a funny game. It's, it's like Cameron, scary, it felt it? like he, he felt consequence and was serious about doing things, even though I yeah, completely disagree with his views. Yeah. But Johnson is just... Yeah, it's, and it's like on the back of Trump as well, where it's like, yeah. oh, it sort of doesn't matter anymore how how shamelessly shit and self-interested you are you can just get away with it because now you can just uh, be populist and appeal to a certain point of view and not enough people get behind it or just shrug and it's like that that feeling is crystallised actually in the recent um, meteor sort of anal- analogy movie what was it called with, with Leonardo DiCaprio oh don't it? look up that's good don't look yeah. up I think again regardless of what your politics is don't look up does a very good job of going right when there's a huge threat in the world now it's almost like people aren't even seeing it for what it is anymore because everyone's just drunk on mediocrity and bile and fucking self-interest and social media and all that it's like pretty hard not to be a little bit confused by it all when you consider what wartime Britain you know what we've been passed on is the story that wartime Britain was us, us at our finest. Like <laughs> yeah. There was a crisis. Everyone knew there was a crisis and everyone did what needed to be done. It just sort of feels like, quite honestly, Alistair, it's a little bit like your your attitude to reign, but like our, our collective attitude, to and, and me, myself included, to these huge things is just to, it's just to sort of, it's almost like you can't see it like as real anymore because we're so used to just experiencing it, it, things like it's just another thing it's just another thing on your phone it's, right it's just another thing on your phone on the screen and you just go oh oh and that's it you're powerless and small and you kind of go oh, oh anyway next and thing maybe maybe there is an argument that that might be our best option now because maybe it's <laughs> really ending this on a fucking miserable note i know you yeah. have to go in a minute but like if we are going to have environmental Armageddon, World War Three, and you know viruses and stuff, 
you know, should we be hand-wringing and sellotaping everything together and making up songs with George Formby? Or should we just all just fucking just stay in complete denial? Carry on. Fucking get the get the fucking booze open. Learn, loot, learn the moonwalk. Yeah. And just all put moonwalk videos up until we're all fucking dead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. We might as well double down. We're not going to turn down, it around. We're not going to turn it around. The tankard of humanity is, is just <laughs> is just ploughing on, and it's gonna. We're not gonna. Oh, but it will get better. No, it, and I'm not It'll saying it's gonna right, get though, worse. It? Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying it's gonna get worse or better. I'm just gonna think I this think is what we are. Worse. And it, I think there's oh, gonna be know. yeah. There's gonna be some apex moment in the next hundred years, probably because of either war or environment. But it won't be the end. It'll just be like the biggest thing that's happened so far, and then there'll be like a a reset. As, you yeah, know, and then fuck and then people tweet it and go, oh, what, "What's next?" It's the way that my phone. You know, I, I think back to, you know, the party thing with Johnson is terrible, but even now it feels a bit old. Oh, that's, now, that's literally the depressing in the, thing. In the brain, it just feels a bit like, oh yeah, but that thing again. It, it, it feels all a little bit like the sort of stuff that Adam Curtis tries to get us thinking yeah. about. Although obviously his messaging, when, you know, when you try and stitch it all together, it's impossible to say what he's telling us. <laughs> yeah. But this idea that there's chaos and that it's all we're all confused and we've we've been led down a path where everything is in our face and confusing, and it's helped to sort of sedate us. It's like I don't know, maybe it's for the fucking best, eh? Yeah, it's just an overload of the brain. Mm. It cannot cope. I do not know what else that can be done or I can do. So the the response is just to go uh, and try and make some meaning in your own life, I guess. But then it's horrible because then you feel a kind of guilty feeling of, um, am I just giving up being a human being? Well, I quite, oh, well, I thought that it was a shame almost like what you said then. You, you briefly said something positive. Just crack on, you know, like just do your best at being a good human being. And I think mm. that that is the best any of us can ever do yeah. Um and I don't want to leave everyone feeling depressed. So uh please if you're listening to this and you're of a nervous disposition, uh don't come crying to me because I am not interested. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, I think it's good to it's good to uh we sort of are in a in a in a place that I think Britain's not been in since the 80s, where you're sort of aware of a few threats. And uh, it's I think it's important to say it out loud. Uh, it'd be nice if people would uh, put some comments underneath this episode. Let me know whether we have just completely shamed ourselves and made everyone feel terrible. Or are you worried in any way? And mm. um, what, what might be nice is... Um, for people to come up with some uh, existential questions to ask Alistair and myself, and we'll deal mm. with them in the next episode that we do together. And just to keep you in the loop with that, and if, if Alistair's all right with this, I like the idea of Alistair coming back um, very, very regularly, almost like every two or three episodes, because um, yeah. we're trying to up our game as a as a as a twosome. Mm, yes. There you go. Well, Alistair, thank you very much for joining us. You're Hope welcome. we've given everyone plenty to worry about. And yeah. please don't have nightmares. Do 
sleep well. Remember, if you love the show in a deep and probably unhealthy way, you can help support it on an ongoing and stalky basis on patreon.com forward slash stupid hearts club. Uh, your choice. See you soon, you internet weirdos. I, I'm, I'm one. <laughs>